quick hello? Uh, ahoy, hoy. Ahoy, hoy. Keeping it simple. I like it. <laughs> uh, along with him for uh, today's Major League Baseball opening day extravaganza, we got one and only Nick Hagberg. Nick, how you doing today? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing very good. You might know Nick uh, from our Get to Know Him segments frequently on uh, Sportscast Radio. And then, obviously, we got uh, our baseball super stud, uh, Tommy Wita, fresh off of some tryouts this last week for a nice uh, amateur league in the Twin Cities here. Uh, Tommy, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay. How's it going, Jordan? I'm doing all right. You didn't blow an ACL, MCL, or anything. No bilateral <laughs> wet leg weakness, did you? Knock on wood. Dang. <laughs> How are you going to talk about blowing things, man? That's terrible. I'm taking pot I'm shots sorry, over I'm here. Sorry. And I won't I'm ask you how sorry. you're doing because this ain't a social call, Jordan. Excuse me while I drink my <laughs> no, Pedialyte. Hey. Uh, if you read the title, obviously it says it's our strong style media, sportscast, radio, Major League Baseball, opening day extravaganza, or as I like to call it, the S-M-S-S-M-M-L-B-O-D-E. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's just get right down to the thick of things here. We divvied up some hey. teams, and we're going to kind of go back and forth. <laughs> hey, I got to say something real quick. I got I got this great Pedialyte to, to mix with water or whatever to try to make myself healthy. This stuff tastes like white people Kool-Aid. It is the worst thing I've ever had in my entire <laughs> life. I get it. It is, it's like that when you, when you have that like watered-down soda, and you're just kind of your teeth feel grimy by the time you're done drinking it. I just, I just had to get that out for anybody who has to drink this stuff. I, I feel the pain. Uh, it's uh, it's it's opening day and uh, and Ryan's on the the day to day as far as uh, the yell goes here. So, so so Ryan, who do you want to kick off with, buddy? I'm going to let you get your your first uh, stab in. Oh, if we're if we're kicking it off, we're going to kick it off correct. As uh, as you may have seen, twelve to five opening day, Dodgers crush MLB record eight homers and opening route uh, today. Kike Hernandez hit two, Jock Peterson hit two, Max Muncy got one, Bellinger got one, Seager got one, Austin Barnes got one. I'm telling you, I know that this is my team that I cheer for every year, but I got to start with them because I, I, I'm going to say the same thing as I do all the time. I think this is the year. You look at this team from top to bottom, everyone says, well, you lost Manny Machado, and I say good because somebody who says I'm not Johnny Hustle, I don't want you on my team anyway. So you can go go off to San Diego and, and do what he needs to do there because he's not going to win there. So I hope he's happy. We got Seager back in the lineup, and he did what he was supposed to do. You look at the fact that <laughs> Walker Buehler is coming in now, and he will be the perennial ace once – Kershaw slowly starts to walk away. Julio Urias is back and ready to go. Hunjin Ryu looks fine today on the mound. They got Kenta Maeda throwing the long ball again, so he's going to be back in that starting lineup. And Chicken Strip, right in the middle, Ross Stripling, doing what he does best. So that starting pitching, everyone says is suspect. I'm not scared of. They got Joe Kelly now to come in as you kind of your setup man, so you don't have to worry about seeing Pedro Baez even though depth charts have Pedro Baez as the number one depth charted reliever. I don't want to see it. Please don't make me see it. Uh, Dylan Florio <laughs> in there as well. And we all know Kenley's back there. Kenley, arguably the best closer in the game. So that that rotation doesn't do anything to not make me satisfied with this team. Once again, they get Kershaw back. It's, it's a whole different ball game. But you look at, at one of the big signings this year. Everyone was mad they didn't get Harper. They took A.J. Pollock away from the Diamondbacks, one of the two teams that were challenging them. So you, you grab him, you move him over. 
You got Cody Bellinger. You got Kike. Alex Verdugo's ready to play. Chris Taylor's back. Andrew Tolles is looking healthy. Jock Peterson. That outfield, you have so many guys that can play that position. And then you can still plug the rest of the guys in there. Max Muncy coming in first base. Obviously, they signed David Freeze as well to back him up. But when you need it, Cody Bellinger can slide right in. Taylor and, and Kike can both play second base, so now you can interchange them. Oh, and don't forget, you got you got a, a big man from Game of Thrones himself, Justin Turner, sitting in there. So this team is stacked. I'm not nervous whatsoever. I know they're they're on the way to becoming the Buffalo Bills of the MLB, but I think it's a farce, and I think they're going to hold out okay. I, I'm, I'm still riding the Dodgers, and that's the way i got to start out my previews for you. Now, that sounds like a good run right there. Obviously, last year uh, finished 92-71, and 71, um, obviously falling short in those playoffs. Do you think the, 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 the regular season wins-loss total changes much? Do you think they're a 100-game winner in that National League, or do you think uh, – do you, do you think it's just gonna they're gonna win a division and call it, and call it good enough just uh, to coast into the playoffs? I think ninety wins is good enough for me, but I, I don't. You know, Arizona's not gonna have as many wins losing Paul Goldschmidt on top of losing AJ Pollock. So I think the Diamondbacks are gonna be hurting. Um, I, I mean, the Giants don't scare me whatsoever. And okay, the Padres got Manny Machado. Okay, have a standing ovation. You, you guys are still the Padres. It's like being the Sacramento Kings of California. You don't do anything for me. <laughs> we love our Kings, obviously. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, Ryan. I know, I know you're you're uh, you're on a crunch uh, for some time. So how about you? Uh, you 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 spit a second one out like a, like some right. diarrhea. Oh man, why do you have to? You guys are killing me, man. I slept for like thirty <laughs> hours straight after this Pedialyte. I got to keep shout out to Pedialyte, the makers of white people Kool Aid. <laughs> <laughs> um, you Give know, me another one. Uh, going going through here with some more World Series type contender teams, the Houston Astros. Um, they still have to be a heavy favorite in that AL West because the rest of the teams just aren't fully up to par. I don't think. I think Oakland could sneak around. Seattle showed they had 89 wins last year. They showed that they had some promise. The Angels, they just can't seem to ever stay healthy, but. You know, you, you look at Houston, they lost Dallas Keuchel. Uh, he's 31, so it's not like they got rid of an old arm. Uh, Charlie Morton went to the Devil Rays. Um, they just, you know, Marwin Gonzalez came to the Twins, did a really good job for the Twins today, too. Uh, kudos to see that happening. They lost Brian McCann to the Braves. So they did lose some pieces. Um, Evan Gaddis, he, he left. He was one of their big DHs in the World Series there. But you still have to look at the fact they have Justin Verlander and they have Garrett Cole as their one-two punch. And Garrett Cole could win the Cy Young over Verlander, which is, is impressive if you think if you're looking at that depth chart. Uh, Ryan Presley's a nice setup man in that bullpen. I think Hector Rondon, too, can give you some good innings. Uh, Roberto Asuna, we got to see how he, he can continue to evolve in the closer role. So, I mean, their pitching isn't what it used to be, and I think that's going to hurt them. But they still have their bats. They still have Altuve. They still have Alex Bregman, who for the third year in a row uh, got, a, got a walk off or a leadoff home run. So that's not something you see ever. They still got Carlos Correa. Uh, George Springer might be the best player on that offense now. He could win an MVP as well. I mean, they could have they could have the MVP in the Cy Young, and and they did sign Michael Brantley to come in and start at left field. So they have a they have a good team. I just I think they go down a couple pegs in the pitching, and I think when you get into that AL playoffs with the teams like the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Indians and hey maybe the Twins, you know I I don't know with those kind of bats if you can have a little doubt in your pitching like that. 
You know, you're absolutely right. They're still uh, in a very competitive AL West, the Athletics. Um, why don't we jump on over to the Athletics with the uh, with Tommy? Tommy, you got the Athletics already for that? Uh, yeah, um, you know, the Oakland Athletics, they surprised a lot of teams last year. Um, nobody really picked them to compete. It's always been the Angels and for sure the Astros. Uh, but the Athletics ended up uh, winning the division um, due to some Houston injuries. But also they just had literally everything that could go right for that team went right. Um, the only thing this year, they had three starters last year that combined for nearly 300 innings pitched um, and an ERA uh, just below four in Edwin Jackson, Trevor Cahill, and Brett Anderson. However, this season, Brett Anderson is the only one returning uh, to that rotation. Um, But one of their main uh, players to watch this season uh, is going to be their starting pitcher, uh, Jesus Luzardo. Uh, He's actually um, the top left-handed pitching prospect in the league. The Athletics got him in a trade in 2017 when they sent their all-star closer, uh, Sean Doolittle, and Ryan, a very good reliever, and Ryan Madsen to the Nationals. Um, So he is going to be something to rely on for the A's of success this year. And another thing um, that kind of makes me wonder, how is is Chris Davis, is this for real? I mean, a lot of players and a lot of um, experts think uh, Chris Davis, uh, he had 48 home runs last year, 123 RBIs. His last three seasons, uh, he's hit 247 for a batting average in each season. Um, you know, I, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say that this is going to be Chris Davis's year uh, where he faces a little bit of a decline. Um, I think a lot of the Oakland A's, Matt Chapman, uh, he's going to be a stud, if not an all-star Um not this year, but maybe next year. Um, uh, they, uh, they're they going to have to do without their first baseman, Matt Olson. Uh, he broke his wrist um, one of the last games of spring training. But the A's went and signed Kendris Morales uh, from the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. And uh, so that will be a nice fill-in for offensively. Um, they're going to miss Olson's glove. But, yeah, I still think the A's will be contenders. Um, however, 95 wins like last season, um, not sure if they're going to be able to pull that one off. That's, that's kind of an uphill battle they got there. Uh, you know, kind of middle of the pack here, let's see uh, what we got from uh, from Hagbird. Hagbird, what, why don't you start us off? The Yankees and the Orioles played today, and they had um, uh, obviously a, a good uh, – a good outing from Tanaka. What do you feel about those Yankees this year? Yeah, you know, I think I think it's a really similar situation to last year. I remember um, even being on the show last year, just you know, debating between the Red Sox and Yankees. Um, I mean, because obviously, look, I mean, this is back to where we were probably in the you know early two thousands. Where I, I mean, this is this is the rivalry to watch in Major League Baseball, and you know, I and I, but I really. What the Yankees did this year um, that I really liked is they, you know, they 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 revamped their pitching. You know, they brought in a guy like James Paxton. They got Adam Ottavino from the Rockies, who's um, who will really help their um, bullpen issues that they ran into last year. And then they also get a guy like Gio Gonzalez, which you know is a guy that has had his ups and downs, but overall, um, you know, has 
righted the ship in his career and, you know, has been a consistent player um, for the majority of his career. And also, I mean, looking at their lineup as well, um, you know, do you bring in a guy like Troy Tulo, or you bring in Tulo, who, uh, you know, obviously a guy like him coming from Colorado, you got you to gotta question, you know, him and uh, LeMahieu, um, you know, because obviously Tulo going to the, the the Blue Jays last or the last two years was was just really off. Just you know had a lot of injury issues, but I think now, um, you know, kind of in a situation where he doesn't have to feel the pressure that he had um, to live up to expectations. And um, but you know just going through their lineup, uh, Hicks, Judge, Stanton, Sanchez. Um, it, I mean it's just a nasty. I mean, lineup one through four, and then even the back end of that lineup, you got, you know, Glaver Torres and, um, you know, and, and, and you got still got a threat like Brett Gardner to steal bases. So, I mean, it's a really good team, and, um, and you know, I, I, I fully expect them to win 100 games this year. Yeah, that's, uh, I was listening to the broadcast, and uh, they, they noticed that they, I think they watched Brett Gardner, and then I'm like, Okay, so now you have to pitch to Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton. I, I, right, what, exactly. What do you do as an opposing pitcher? Right, exactly. I mean, you just got so many. I, I mean, top to bottom. I mean, I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't pitch around anybody on that team because you know the next guy in the lineup. Uh, I mean, especially in that ballpark too. Um, I mean, I mean that's. I mean, even today, like, I, I mean, what? How many runs did they put up today? They absolutely crushed the Orioles today, and. I mean, it wasn't even a. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it wasn't even a contest. Which I mean, we, we'll we'll touch on the Orioles and how bad they're going to be. But, um, but you know, it's just, it's going to be a, a recurring pattern every single, um, you know, every single week with this team. I think that the only way you're going to beat them is you're going to have to outscore them, and and you know that's that's a tall task for I think, you know, the 29 other teams in the league. You know, that's absolutely a fact. You're talking about the, the Orioles, too. We'll go back-to-back with you here, Nick. Um, Orioles, they obviously got blown out a little bit today. It's still early. But looking at their schedule, they start off in, at New York. They go to the Blue Jays. Then they go uh, at the New York New York at home. They have, I think the first nine games are divisional opponents. They could be buried in this, uh, in this division, uh, you know, a month in. Yeah. And, and, and you know, with this team – I just, I mean, they they lose 115 games last year. I mean, they're, I, I mean, I mean, you're pushing, you know, almost the all-time record for losses in a season last year with them. And, and you know, and looking at their team this year, I mean, I mean, what did they, I mean, what did they really gain? I mean, they lost a guy like Adam Jones, who, in my opinion, arguably one of the more underrated players in the league. I mean, uh, and, and then, you know, they're still sitting on. On Chris Davis, after all these years, I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't know if you agree with this or not. I, I don't even think Chris Davis should be in a major league lineup the way he played last year. I mean, I don't even know if he cracked the 200 mark last year. He just tons of strikeouts, um, and, and and really the only bright spot on that team is Trey Mancini. Um, I mean, outside of him. Just look at their lineup: Cedric Mullins, the White Smith Jr., Jonathan VR. It's it's just I don't know. They're gonna I don't I don't see them even reaching sixty wins this year. What about you? Uh, you know, absolutely, I agree. 
it's going to be a, a tall time, a tall climb rather, especially with that, uh, that division. When you have two potential hundred game winners in the same division, obviously that says uh, that says enough about the top heaviness of it. But then you factor in the the, the poor depth that your team has and and the unwillingness for the ownership to make a decision uh, or make uh, improvements. It's definitely not going to be a case uh, for the Baltimore Orioles to be improving. Tommy, anything to add on the Orioles or the Yankees? Uh, yeah, the Orioles um, expect more of the same and expect more of a drought for that team uh, for probably the next four or five years unless uh, something magical happens. But, uh, yeah, the Yankees definitely are a World Series favorite this year. Um, if everyone can stay healthy, that roster is just absolutely loaded. And if Troy Tulowitzki somehow gets back to his old Rockies ways, I mean, they're going to be even more frightful than, you know, previously thought. Absolutely. Uh, you know, talking about staying healthy and injuries, uh, Twins have been off against the Cleveland Indians today. Uh, Indians, as I recall, starting off with uh, some pretty tough injuries right off the bat. Um, so, uh, you know, but the overall, their lineup is going to be pretty strong. You do got Francisco Lindor, you got Jake Bowers, uh, you got Carlos Santana, and he doesn't have a kind of uh, guitar in his hand. <laughs> Yeah, the rotation is not terrible either with Corey Kluber, Trevor Bauer, Carlos Carrasco. So I mean, the, the right-handers are definitely looking good as far as that team goes. And if they can load it up, um, they can they can do some all right deals. But the uh, the injury list, obviously, Francisco Lindor, Kipnis, and, uh, you know, Bradley Zimmer are off the start. Not exactly the best way you want to start going into the, uh, the opener. Uh, a little short against a, a good young team like the Twins. Uh, they should be uh, pretty dang good overall this year. They're definitely going to be contended for the division, but I don't see them being a, enough power to take on a team like the Boston or the uh, or the Yankees, uh, or even honestly some of the AL favorites uh, in the West because of uh, maybe just some of the depth when you look at maybe some of their bats. Uh, I, I expect them to do uh, just about as good as they did last year, but uh, maybe falling even a little shorter in the wins column, but still probably possibly being in the hunt for that division. Uh, anything, uh, anybody else got to add on the Indians? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the Indians, um, I think it's going to be an interesting year to see if they can stay atop or if uh, they start to sink a little bit. Um, I think there's, it's going to be up to their starting pitching and the health of both Lindor and Ramirez to keep that team afloat. Yeah, you know, the starting pitching is where that team – definitely uh, wins and loses games. It's simple as that. Like I said, they're, they definitely have the dabs. I, I like, uh, I like Carlos Colorado a lot. Probably one of the, some of the best stuff in the, uh, in the, in the league, in my personal opinion. Um, but, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're, they're definitely in a situation where they, they, they don't have, um, I don't want to say a high ceiling, but they definitely have a, a team that can get you, get you there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I uh, I wouldn't say the Indians are definitely a team that's considered to be, uh, you know, a contender this year or whatnot, but they definitely, this could be maybe the last hurrah kind of season for Cleveland before they uh, start to turn down a, you know, turn on a different page for where they're going. You know, Tommy, let's stay on the uh, the AL Central here. Why don't you uh, break down the Royals first? Uh, what team? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. This, uh, the Royals. Oh, the Royals. Oh, wow. Yeah. You smell that? Bad. 
Uh, <laughs> let's put it this way. The Orioles were the worst team in baseball, but the second worst b- baseball team last year was the Royals. And I think the Orioles were so bad that no one really even talked about the Royals. Um, you know, they, it's, it's, it's amazing. They won a world series four years ago. Isn't that incredible? There, there's one, there's two guys left on the team, uh, Salvador Perez and Alex Gordon from that world series team, Alex Gordon. Uh, he's just been deteriorating, um, just getting older, not really the same kind of player he used to be. Um, Salvador Perez, he was supposed to be the glue for, uh, you know, some young pitchers this year. Um, he is facing Tommy John surgery um, for an uh, injury that he had in spring training. Um, so that's going to be a massive blow to an already tough season as it's going to be. Um, you know, some guys, uh, they do have some uh, Alberto Mondesi. Um, he's actually Raul Mondesi's son. Uh, he will be a player probably just highlighting this team. Um, you know, he's capable of 15 homers, 40 steals, um, you know, but then they have other young starting pitchers, like I said, Jacob Junis and uh, Brad Keller. Um, it's going to be tougher for them to adjust to the major league level um, without Salvador Perez. Perez is one of those catchers in the league that's well-respected uh, by everyone around him, great knowledge of the game. And uh, so, like I said, that's going to be tough. Um, they did add Billy Hamilton to play center field. So another guy who, you know, he'll have his highlights here and there. They'll miss Lorenzo Cain, who's with the Brewers now. Um, it, it's it's going to be tough this year, um, especially without Perez. It could be another 100-loss season, um, depending if Perez misses the whole season or not. Um, there's really not a whole lot to talk about when it comes to Kansas City. Um, I think Sports Illustrated actually had them in the bottom three of the uh, league, which – it shouldn't surprise a lot of people. Um, but, yeah, those World Series days are long gone. Uh, absolutely right. Uh, still got to kind of knock out maybe some of this AL Central. Uh, you want to talk another bad team that could lose uh, up to 100 games if they really finish up bad. Uh, let's talk about those Detroit Tigers. You know, they, they're an aging team, again, in a rebuilding situation, and nobody wants to hear that if you're a fan of the organization. Um, you know, you have an agent, Miguel Cabrera, who God knows you, they wish they could get rid of in some way, shape, or form, but nobody wants to take on that contract. Um, the pitching, the pitching is bare to say the least. When I think you're you're, you're starting AC Gordon getting in, um, and then I think you got Spencer Turnbull in the in the lineup somewhere along the lines. They're not exactly something that's going to blow you away, and they're a far cry from the, the lineups when they won their own championships. So it's definitely uh, an uphill battle for the, the Detroit Tigers. Um, I think they do have a couple, couple good players as far as being able to, as far as being able to move up uh, and uh, and try and see if they can maybe get some good young talent in here. Um, you know, they did have a couple good uh, maybe trade up opportunities with uh, Nick Cassianos. Um, he definitely uh, had a good uh, straw Tiger career as far as that goes, but. Honestly, there's there's not much there's not much to really look at other than somebody like maybe Kristen Stewart. Um, he had uh, some decent uh, power in the minors, but uh, if he can't translate in the pro level, they're not going to have much to watch in Detroit. Uh, and it feels like it's uh, you know the olden days all over again. 
Yeah, um, Tigers used to be pretty pretty good, but they're definitely in that rebuild mode. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, speaking of teams in uh, in rebuild modes, that uh, seems like they've perennially done that. Uh, Nick, do you want to jump in on those Marlins? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I the Marlins. Um, you know, you have to wonder what you know exactly what the long term plan is with this team. Um, you know, obviously, I think it's a huge blow to lose JT Real Muto, who I believe you know, probably the best hitting catcher in baseball. And, and, you know, then they lose, you know, they lose Dan Straley as a starting pitcher. But, I mean, just looking at, you know, you know, just looking at the rotation in general, um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of upside, but I think I just think there's a lot of, obviously, inconsistency. I think, um, I, I think the guy that was really interesting to me last year was uh, Wee-In Chen, who, um, I, I want to say he had some ridiculous, um, so, some ridiculous streak of like no losses at home. Uh, just absolutely pitches outstanding at, you know, in Marlins Park. But uh, you know, it's a, it's a lot of guys that have bad home road splits, and he's one of them. But I, but you know, I I do think that a guy like Starlin Castro, you know, is a piece to build around. Obviously, getting a little bit older, but you know, he's veteran bad he's consistent um and then you bring in a guy like curtis granderson who over time has got it you, you know with the mess has just got it done over the years but you know the one thing that kind of confused me with that is you the you know the three key additions you bring in sergio romo um neil walker and curtis granderson it's like all these guys are aging and i just i i don't know exactly what the marlins are up to with this but you know at the end of the day you know, they're in rebuild mode. And I think that looking at them, I I think the goal probably this year is to avoid a hundred losses, but, and, and it's all about the development. I think, you know, a guy like, um, like Brinson last year had a really rough rookie season and, you know, they're going to need guys like that to step up, um, you know, really in order to develop and to take the next step. But, the one player that I really am excited about is Brian Anderson finished fourth place in the rookie of the year voting last year. And, you know, and, and he had a really solid line and um, the key for him really is just to cut down on the amount of strikeouts. And, you know, if he, and if he can do that, I really think this is a guy to watch out for uh, this upcoming year. So you're saying he could be a, a future, uh, a future get to know him for uh, sports class radio. Hey, hey, you should be a get to know him right now because you know I, I, I think that someone like him. I mean, there's not a lot of bright spots with this team, and for good reason. They're in full rebuild mode, but I think this is more of a team not to watch this year. But this is kind of like a. I mean, I want to see where they are three years from now because what what they're doing basically is gutting everything out. And I mean, we saw a similar situation like that with the Astros. Uh, you know, five years ago or so, and and look where they are now. But you know, obviously, it's a totally different situation, different market, different everything. But uh, I'll be curious to where they are five years from now because a lot of moves they're making very interesting and very suspect, in my opinion. You're saying Jeets might have a plan <laughs> <laughs> until yeah, they trade I, the guy. I, I, you know what? <laughs> you, you know, it goes back to the argument I've always said before. You know. I, 
I, I don't want an athlete running my team. I'd rather have, I'd rather have a Billy Bean type of dude running my team that you know, you know, is number crunching and everything else. I don't know if Derek Jeter's a good executive, but like I said, five years from now, I'm really going to be curious because, uh, you know, his reputation's on the line in my opinion in a lot of ways because you know he's made bold statements, bold promises, and um, you know he's got to deliver. Yeah, uh, Marlon, Marlon's man is definitely not happy, I think. <laughs> no, definitely definitely not. He should be uh they should be Marlon's paying him to go man. to games. Yeah, no, they should be uh, he they should be paying uh, is him that to go to dumbass games. Dumbass he's always sitting at the World Series with his orange shirt. He looks like my ex father in law. So, I honestly yeah. feel like okay. he just wears that jersey just because it's the most annoying to look at. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, yeah, I, whether I he's a fan or not, I that's that's left up for debate. But they redid their uniforms. I want to say though, yeah, I didn't see that. The logo looks nice. It's, yeah, it it's like look... it's like you go to the sporting event. Like I'm in a Wild versus Devils game, and somebody's wearing a Crosby jersey. I'm like, the hell are you doing here? I, why are you or like like I was at a Wolves Lakers and there's a kid running around with Steph Curry jersey on. Like your parents couldn't have just bought you like a ten dollar towns from Target, so you at least hey, fit in. Steph Curry should have been a Timberwolf. <laughs> well, that's a whole other topic for a whole other debate. Moving on, <laughs> uh, Ryan. Let's uh, let's stand to NL East. Why don't you tell us about those Nationals, man? Yeah, girl. Uh, Washington Nationals, uh, you know, I was a little scorned that they moved Yasiel Puig to to make room for, for one Bryce Harper. They offered him 145 over three years, and he turns it down. I'm going, damn, that's $45 million a year. He would have came out at 29. Instead, he goes to the Phillies. And instead of picking the Phillies, I'm picking the Nationals on top of this team report to win this division. Because I'll tell you what, Bryce Harper – might have been the heart and soul for that fan base. But when you look at this team right now, the fact that they went, all right, we lose him, but we added Patrick Corbin now from the Arizona Diamondbacks, another player I forgot that the Diamondbacks lost. Um, This pitching staff, which is already arguably the tops in the National League, just got better. So now you're sitting there, Scherzer, Corbin, Strasburg, and Anibal Sanchez. That's a hell of a front four. Sean Doolittle's a great closer. They have, some, they have some nice arms in the bullpen. Trevor Rosenthal, Coda Glover, Matt Grace, just to name a few. And the rest of their team, they can all hit. Uh, Trey Turner, as we saw today, steals three bases in two innings. The guy's a freak. Juan Soto is only going to get better with age. He's such a good young prospect that now he's going to get clock out in that outfield that he wasn't going to see that much of. Uh, Victor Robles and Adam Eaton out there as well. So... They lose Harper, but it doesn't feel to me like they lose much depth. They add Brian Dozier. It is what it is. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman's always got a nice bat. Anthony Rendon coming into the closer spot, filling in quite nicely. And Kurt Suzuki, he's a he's a journeyman catcher that I don't think anybody has a problem having backstop their team. So, you know, as much as this this AL or NL East is going to be very tight with Atlanta and Philly. And and the Mets with what they're pitching, I think Washington didn't didn't get worse. And like I said, you bring in another top quality starting pitcher to that rotation, I think they just get better. And you know, I, I'm sorry for Phillies fans who thinking they won out of the two of them. 
I don't think you're winning that division. I think Washington's taking the crown. That's a that's a pretty bold statement. Uh, you know, uh, watching a little bit of the game today, the New York Mets did beat uh, the Washington National uh, nope. National National uh, Washington Nationals uh, two nothing. And yeah, Robin uh, Cano parked Homer off a of Scherzer. He struck out like the first four batters, and then Cano parks one. I was laughing yeah, when I was watching. Was, yeah, super hilarious. I was just going to say too the uh, obviously Cano being their big free agent signing for the uh, the New York Mets this year, and then obviously they got a sweet deal for uh, for Degrom this year. Um, I think it was a five year deal and a very friendly contract. So I don't think they'll be paying him every year like Bobby Bonilla in the middle of July, but. Uh, I think they're going to get some good dividends out of the guy. Yeah, that's. I mean, that, that's that's such a good rotation too. I mean these these two teams are going to come in hard in this in this division with with pitching like that. Yeah, it does have uh, some good interesting uh, interesting play as far as things go because you do have um, you do have Pete Alonso, uh, Wilson Ramos, still a catcher. Definitely some serviceable players for the lineup for uh, for the Mets. Um, they're still the Mets at the end of the day, so it always gets me a little, uh, a little, um, a little sketched out. Uh, obviously, they do have Noah Sundergaard also for for another pitcher in there, so the lineup definitely is good. Especially when you look at somebody like Zach Wheeler, um, and even Jason Vargas as far as their lefty uh, and, and fifth starter goes. Um, Edwin Diaz, their closer, is pretty solid. Definitely got uh, got some good stuff too, and uh, the, so their pitching talent is probably going to be the. Uh, the, the highlight of their, their season, uh, unless uh, Cano can do exactly what he did today uh, for 162 games. Uh, you know, they're still going to be the second-best team in New York, but I think they're going to be probably second-best team in the, uh, the NL East. I think they are going to fall short. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be the Nationals on top there because if, if I were to be the betting man, I would definitely take uh, the Phillies over the Nationals. I think only two games separated them last year, and the big change is about uh, 50 home runs, give or take. Did I lose everybody? No. I didn't know you asked <laughs> me a question. Uh, no, I was just uh, taking a shot at your uh, your your suggestion there. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I was I was half contemplating if I needed to put my headset down or not. Oh, gotcha. I, I still feel <laughs> you though. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know they still they still have obviously some solid bats. Um, oh, okay, well let me say again, this stuff. You're talking yep. Mets and everything, and and I'll say this right off the bat. I think uh, Alfonso is my National League Rookie of the Year pick. I would have said Tatis Jr., but he's a Padre, and I've already downed him enough, so I can't go with that. But yeah, okay, Robinson Cano gets the homework today. I don't, I don't think that's going to be a steady thing from him all season. The rest of their bats weren't doing a lot against Scherzer. Um, Nationals weren't getting the hits. They they were getting, or I shouldn't say weren't getting the hits. They weren't scoring. I think they put twelve hits on today. Um, in their their loss, I think I think they they trounced them on the hit. Five hits, five hits, um, five hits. I don't know. Only. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, no, five was, uh, bats. Like I said, that pitching is going to be the bright spot for them. Mm-hmm. I just I think those bats are going to be a lot better than what today saw. And let's not forget, Jacob Degrom was last year's Cy Young Award winner, so it's not like they were going against some schleb do. Yeah, he fanned ten today. Only walked one. <laughs> yeah, I mean Scherzer still uh, had ten or twelve Ks. I mean, they were they were there, but like I said, I don't I don't expect Robinson Canoda, 
you know, he got both their RBIs. I don't expect that to be a regular. And maybe I'm wrong, and maybe we're back to, you know, what Cano used to be when they got traded for A-Rod type player. He's uh, juicing. <laughs> See? That's the easiest way to look at it. I know. I call it all I see them. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a whole other show I suppose, that we're going to talk He's about. He's a juicer. Tonight. Speaking uh, of juicer, uh, real quick, let me just rock this one out here before I have to run again. Um, I don't know if you guys watched the, the Reds and Padres that are Pirates today, not to jump out of line, but um, I, I was checking that this game out, and – it, it you know it, it was a lot it was it was a lot closer than obviously the five to three score but uh, they loaded them up at the end the Padres or the Pirates I keep thinking Padres because I kept saying that I apologize they they kept piling up the, the the base runners but they just couldn't get anyone in and the Reds weren't doing anything to like totally impress David Hernandez finally came in and and took care of the game but uh, Derek Dietrich Dietrich on this team he's a left fielder from Cleveland. Uh, he's an Ohio kid himself. This dude, when when uh, he parks he parks this ball, and um, Jen's mother is sitting next to us on the couch as we're all sitting there in our you know hazmat suits, and she says, "I don't think this guy has one ounce of fat on his body. That guy must be on steroids." Um, this guy, <laughs> a nice. <laughs> For, former Marlin, I believe, too. Yeah, Derek Dietrich hits a three-run homer, bottom of the seventh. Um, and and another another thing in the room was, look at that guy's arms. So, you know, you want to talk about a, a juicing. Uh, keep tabs on this guy. Let's hope he could be our new Mark McGuire for the 2019 season. Uh, oh, man. Yasiel Puigo for four 2Ks. That bums me out. He got a big pop. But, you know, Cincinnati still doesn't have Sco- Scooter Janae back. That's going to hurt this team. Matt Kemp's a nice piece that they acquired in that deal where they got to dump Homer Bailey's contract. But if you look at this pitching staff, I don't know how this team's going to be able to fully compete in that NL Central. Louis Castillo, Tanner Rourke, Anthony DiSclafani, uh, Sonny Gray. I mean, it's a lot of guys that look good on a fantasy baseball team or a, a fantasy draft on the show. But, like, realistically, Sonny Gray just doesn't do anything for me. And – I mean, we saw him with the Yankees last year, and just, I don't know. I don't. I don't think this team has what it takes. Uh, Rossiel Iglesias proved today that he wasn't. He wasn't able to close the deal out. Um, they brought him in for the save, and he blew it. Like I said, David Hernandez had to come in and take care of it. It's just that the division's so tough, and you know, I don't know if Joey Votto has enough ammo with it and and it makes me think the next logical step i know he's 35 years old and he's not you know the the spring chicken he used to be but is it one of those things am i crazy where is Votto the next big bat that moves teams in the year or two here because he can't yeah get wins? definitely um i think he could be serviceable with any other team he's still putting up crazy numbers for his age so um, like you said, though, the Reds, I mean, that's going to be a tough division. So it wouldn't surprise me by midseason if he was uh, shipped out. It's just a matter of who's, who wants to take that contract. But whoever wants to take that contract, it's going to be a team that's pushing for the World Series. So, And look at last year. I mean, you know, a lot of people went into last season, and he was, he was people's you know, MVP contender. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. threw him as the MVP. 
Yeah, uh, he could do it all. He's your perfect uh, first baseman. And, um, you know, I mean, you think of, like, first baseman in the league, you think of Paul Goldschmidt. I mean, other than Joey Votto, you think of, you know, Paul Goldschmidt um, with the Cardinals. Um, Bryce you know, Harper. Well, he's not a first baseman, so. Oh, uh, never mind. I'm saying he should be a first baseman. <laughs> he, I mean, he could be, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, you, you really kind of like, does Max Muncy play first base? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could put him in that group too. Um, you know, Harry, um, I don't know if you'd put Eric Hosmer in the same kind of group there, but, you know, to be honest, I mean, there really isn't a lot. There, there are not that many players comparable to Joey Votto. So for sure, he's going to be a major um, and trade piece for the Reds. um, If they just see their season, not doing too well. You know, and you you look yeah. at him too, and people said that Votto, oh, he had a he had a down year from 2017 last year. Okay, well he still he still was he still had a 417 on base percentage. Like, oh, I'm sorry, that's a down year. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's, I'll take that. Look, you you can have you can have some of the guys that that some of these people have, and I'll, I'll just uh, I'll be fine with this. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, let's uh, let's stick in that uh, NL Central while Ryan takes a little uh, a break from Uh What do you got on those Pirates that he was talking about earlier? Oh man, I th- you know I th- I think the Pirates, you know, really taking a step back. I think in general, um, you know, it's really tough to see them even being really remote. I mean, remotely competitive in that division. Uh, really limited off-season acquisitions they made. Uh you know just me- mediocre pitching rotation too. I think I think the biggest I, th- I think the biggest issue with them is you know they just ha- they don't have consistency. I think you know Jamison Payan you know showed some promise last year, but again, this is a, I mean this is a guy that you know has his ups and downs, you know Trevor Williams, Joe Musgrove but I think the guy that I really think is, has let a lot of people down is Chris Archer. I think it was supposed to be a big act, you know, big trade they made at the deadline last year with Tampa Bay. And, you know, he just has not been able to, you know, have the same success in Pittsburgh as he did in Tampa Bay. And, but I, but I do think there are some good pieces to their lineup. Uh, You know, Corey Dickerson, I'm a huge fan of his. I think he's, arguably probably the one of the most underrated bats and probably in all of baseball, if we're being honest, uh, you know, Josh Bell, another guy, you know, he, he's had his ups and downs too. And, and also Starlin Marte and Adam Frazier, I think decent pieces at the start of the lineup, but then, you know, you go down to the, you know, five through nine and it's, it's I mean, it's just, it's ugly, you know, Francisco Cervelli, uh, you know, Lonnie Chisenhall, Eric Gonzalez. I mean, it's it's just it's going to be a rough friggin'. I really, uh, you know, there's really not much to say about them. I think they they're just not willing to spend. I think, you know, they're selling off. They're selling for the future, and uh, you know, and and it's just I don't know. It's not a good situation for them. Yeah, you know, they made some underwhelming pickups. They have a lot of aging talent. They got Melky Cabrera who went over. Today, as Milky. far as that goes, you know, you got uh, Corey Dickerson, who, who probably might be one of the highlights as far as that lineup goes. And I don't know why I'm cutting out again. 
Um, but uh, it, it's definitely a situation where they're not in a position to, to really make a move either in that division, especially, again, with how competitive they're at the top. Right. Being competitive at the top. Right. And, you know, they're oh, just kind of in a, in a, you know, you know, kind of in a crossroads, I think, in terms of their organization. I think, you know, dumping, obviously dumping McCutcheon a few years ago, I think that was pretty much the, you know, that was pretty much the writing on the wall for him that, you know, what, the, this, you know, the days of, you know, trying to compete for wild card spots and trying to, you know, just, you know, barely win the division. I think that those days are obviously over. I think that, you know, they got to build it around guys like Dickerson and hopefully that some of their prospects down in the minors can, you know, can, uh, you know, can make the major league level. Maybe they could make an impact for him. But I, outside of that, I, I don't see him winning more than 80 games this year. And, and, and you know what, if they do, then I, I, if I'd be jumping for joy if I was a Pirates fan. Yeah, that would actually put him in a pretty good shape as far as uh, considering I consider almost overachieving considering the, the, the level of uh, mediocrity they performed with last year overall. Um, <laughs> on the other side of that division, though, you do got uh, you do got the Brewers, who do have a sick lineup. And uh, name was mentioned earlier, Lorenzo Cain, obviously coming out big today. Uh, everyone. Um, they also made some good uh, choices, and obviously re-signing uh, Mike Mustakis, uh part of that uh, dismantling of the of the Royals that uh, Tommy was talking about earlier. So it certainly makes a big difference there, and. Uh, and then if you look up and down, that that lineup is awesome. They still got Ryan Braun, who's more than serviceable. Uh, Jesus Aguilar at first base actually probably could be talked about in that first baseman category we were uh, discussing a little bit. Um, hmm. You know, they still got Orlando Arcia at short, who I was always a big fan of, and, and I like seeing him succeed. So I hope he can uh, uh, do some uh, do some good numbers for uh, for the Brew Crew there. Um, even on the bench, they still got a guy like uh, Eric Danes. Who's Awesome. Uh, definitely got a lot of upside, especially you got him coming off the off the bench, and he's got some utility both in the uh, outfield and uh, first base. Uh, you know, there's there's some good uh, good good upside with that team. They're obviously going to be uh, battling back and forth with rivals, and I feel like that portion of the team is going to make it very um, very competitive. Um, you do have some names to look out for on the. Uh, on the minor side of things, I think they got Zach Brown, who's going to start in the minors, but uh, he very well could be moved up later on, depending on how some of his starts go. And then, uh, you know, they still have, again, a, a, a good young core that might be uh, under underrated in regards to the uh, the depth on comparison to most teams who are, who are touting a lot of that youth. Uh, so yeah, that's that's my thoughts on the Brewers. I do think they're still going to be out coming out on top, despite. Uh, maybe some of the Cubs' uh, willingness uh, to, to try and push forward from their, obviously, uh, little slump after uh, after winning the series there. Hey, hey Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Uh, as I texted you, I'm going to say salutations. I got four done. Well, I, thought, I thought I was only going to get two. Appreciate you all carrying the load here. Makes me feel good. Um, I, I do have two real quick things. When you talk Milwaukee Brewers, you, you can't forget – Top five free agent. They took him from the Dodgers. Yasmani Grandal, one of the best catchers in baseball. Uh, huge free agent signing for them. That's going to give them some more power. And you mentioned Ryan Braun. Um, if, there's, if there's a button, if you scroll near the top, uh, it says Banter Cock. If you could just hit that for me real quick, because that's how I feel with Ryan Braun. 
thank you, thank you for this. This is for Ryan Braun. Find it here. You got so um, you got so many dang buttons on here, man. How do I, okay. how do I find it? Well, that's, that's the point. Usually I run the soundboard, so it doesn't bother me. I suppose, I suppose. I'm just kidding. Thank you. Thank you, Sydney. Ryan, Bra- Ryan Braun, you are a cock. You took Matt Kemp's MVP award. You didn't deserve it, and you cheated. You're a bastard. Thank you, Oscar. There was uh, chain of command issues there. Remember that. Uh, he was, te- he was uh, found guilty because somebody else uh, tampered with his urine sample. Oh, okay. Well, that didn't stop people from hating on Canelo Alvarez. I'm out. <laughs> uh, that was uh, Ryan. You can find him two times a week, usually on the uh, on the WrestleCast Radio. My man, I love him. Uh, let's see. What I'm going to show you roundtable on the Red Sox. Obviously, the champions. A lot of upside. Uh, Tommy, look at the first on the Red Sox. Uh. The Red Sox, they're going to, I mean, they're obviously going to be uh, up there with any of the other American League teams. However, I don't think they're the best American League team, um, but they're definitely in the top three. Um, I think I think it's going to be key for Mookie Betts to continue. Uh, you know, he's coming off of the MVP season. Um, you know, I think he's he's definitely in his prime at this point. So it'll be interesting to see how he continues on in 2019. Um, Xander Bogart, their shortstop, he really broke out last year. And that's like a name that we don't really talk about for Boston because, I mean, the two MVP guys, Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez, absolutely just destroyed the league. Um, but meanwhile, Xander Bogart um, just kind of took a huge step in his progression, um, and he's hitting his prime. So that offense is just loaded. Um, you know, Ben Attendee, Betts, Martinez, Bogarts, Moreland, Dustin Pedroia will be interesting this season as well if he can stay on the field. I think he only played like seven games total last year for the Red Sox. Um, and, uh, you know, their rotation, Chris Sale, uh, he got a little thumped up today by the uh, Mariners. <laughs> um, maybe that's just a, you know, a blip. Uh, you know, I'm just a little ran into a hole in the marathon run, but. Um, you know, he's definitely going to be solid in the rest of that rotation between Sale, Price, Porcello, uh, and even Eduardo Rodriguez. I mean, it's, it's going to be a going to be a very um, good starting four at least. Um, another thing with the Red Sox that's kind of concerning, um, can they figure out the answer to the eighth and ninth innings? Last year, um, you know, I mean, they had Craig Kimbrell. They lost him, um, but now they – pretty much just have to rely on Matt Barnes and Ryan Brazier. Um, you know, they can throw good off speed, but they're not like the Yankees where they can just pump it in there and blow you away with a fastball. Um, so, you know, it's that's probably like their weakest spot on the team. Um, but besides that, they're definitely a World Series contender uh, to repeat once again. Do you think David Price still has it as arm? You think, do you think he can still be a quality pitcher as he was last year, especially late last year where he really turned it up? I think with David Price, um, last year was huge for him because there were so many of the naysayers uh, in the memes, you know, basically just saying David Price can't pitch. He can't pitch when it matters. Um, and he really took it to his critics in the postseason. Um, so I, I think, if anything, and from looking at his spring training, he had a pretty good spring training, too. I, I think he's still going to be one of the top pitchers that you don't want to face um, any given night. 
Um, maybe uh, you could see a little bit of decline eventually, um, but I don't think it's gonna. Be, I don't think it's gonna be this season. Um, I think he's still gonna be one of the top tiers. That was a huge David Price fan when he played with uh, played with the Rays, and I uh, was really hoping yeah. he would get to uh, to wear some pinstripes, but uh, obviously did not end up with it being the case. I am glad he got a ring despite uh, the team that he did it for. Uh, Nick, you got anything to add on your, your thoughts on these, these world champion Red Sox? Obviously, they're a playoff team. I think we all agree that. Uh, do you think they're they're a key to, to a key to uh, to potentially repeat, or do you think uh, it, it was a, a one and done for them? Oh, you know, yeah, I think uh, I think when I kind of touched on the Yankees a little bit, I think the Yankees, I think we're kind of all on board with that, that I, I think the Yankees take the division this year. Uh, not by a lot. I think it's, you know, it's going to be an exciting race like it was last year in mid to late September. But really, I, th- I think the question comes down to, like you're saying, with, with you know, David, I mean, with the starting rotation in general, uh, you know, Price, Porcello, you've only – Rodriguez, all great. All great. I, I think that they got a great rotation. Um, but, you know, it comes down to consistency. I think that, you know, outside of Chris Sale, I think, you know, those four four guys, you know, they've, you know, they've had ups and downs the last couple of years. I think that even though Porcello, I think, uh, really is the guy that, um, you know, that I've kind of been impressed with, I think, you know, want to say uh, that, that once in 2016, uh, want to say, I don't know, did, did he win the Cy Young that year when he went 22-4? and four? I can't recall. I think it was 2015, but, yeah, it was either 2016 uh, or 2015, one of the two. Well, I'm looking, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah 2016 when he went 22-4. and four. Okay. Um, But, yeah. you know, then, but then the last two years had an ERA over four, so it's – you know, it's it's questionable, I think. But when you look at a team like the Yankees, I just kind of see more consistency, uh, more so than the Red Sox. Uh, but, I mean, like you were mentioning, that offense is absolutely deadly. I think much like New York, top to bottom, I mean, you got so many young players too, like Rafael Devers and, uh, and like you mentioned, Xander Bogarts took a huge step last year. Uh, you know, really had – a lot better numbers than he had in prior years. And, uh, you know, and then you still got to deal with Andrew Benintendi, Mookie Betts, and J.D. Martinez. So they're absolutely going to be a playoff team. Uh be interesting if they win the division, but I would probably say they'll have the top wild card spot and uh, they'll be having home field advantage in the one-game playoff in October. Yeah, it's going to be a tough division, that's for sure. <laughs> Um, between, yeah. you know, basically Boston, New York, and Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah, and I – Tampa uh, Bay was a really kind of secret there, I think. Uh, I think, uh, Nick, you got Tampa Bay too, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I'll touch a little bit on Tampa Bay. Uh, and the, the one thing I want to say about Tampa Bay is it's an absolute shame they're playing in the AL East because I think that this would probably be a playoff team if, you know, if they were playing in the National League somewhere because um, – Love their off-season additions. Uh, you got a guy like you got Charlie Morton uh, joining AL Cy Young Award winner Blake Snell, uh, and then even uh, the one guy though in that rotation I'm looking at is Tyler Glass now. Uh, big move at the deadline they got him. You know he 
he's he's a question mark. He he has a lot of upside, but it's a guy that again, uh, you, you know, he has yet to live up to that hype and potential that we've heard about for so long. Um, but 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 really, that's all they need. I mean, one through three, and we of course we know how they do the the bullpen starts. You know the um how they kind of introduced that last year. And, you know, and that's the thing I kind of like about the Rays is they're just a really well-managed team. Uh, to be honest with you, Kevin Cash, their manager, uh, I, I, it's, I think it's an absolute shame the guy's not a household name. Just the, the things he does in-game is just absolutely unbelievable. In fact, I remember watching a game last year. Uh, this is one of, the, one of my favorite things I ever saw during a game. They're playing in New York, and they're they're up one run in the ninth inning. I think it's like a three to two game or something. And uh, they had so so the Yankees lineup that went righty, lefty, righty. So they bring in Sergio Romo, who was the closer last year, face the right, they the you know get the righty out. And then what Kevin Cash did, the manager, he puts Sergio Romo. He does a double switch. He puts Romo at third base. Then he brings in a lefty out of the bullpen to get. Uh, I think it was Greg Bird batting, who was left, who was you know obviously left-handed, uh, brings in the lefty to get Bird out because he can't hit left-handed pitching. And then what he does is he takes, he puts Romo back on the mound, pulls you know one of his bench guys at third base, and then you know Romo finishes out the game. I think he got Aaron Judge out. So just really innovative stuff the guy does, and um, and you have to do that. I mean, w- looking at their team. Love Kevin Kiermeyer, Tommy Pham, um, but outside of that, it's just you know it's, it kind of kind of reminiscent. You know, it kind of reminds me of a lot about the the uh, the old Twins teams. Just kind of small ball. They 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 win the right way, and I, I think this team's going to win probably over eighty games this year. Um, you know, just a well managed team, and they got some nice pieces. Yeah, you know, it's really good comparison. Play it right and play that small ball. Uh, I, I watched a few games of them last year, and that's kind of the exact vibe that I got because they don't exactly have a bunch of household names, but they do have a bunch of players, as I like to say. Yeah, absolutely, and and you know, and I, and I think that that's the one thing I respect about the Rays, and that's also you know we were talking about the you know kind of talking about the Twins. Even you bring in a guy like Rocco Baldelli to manage him, who's you know. Who had who had a foot in the Rays organization? So I think that that's really, uh, as a Twins fan, that's something I'm really excited about. Yeah, and obviously if today's any more starts like that, life will be pretty darn good. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, speaking again, we're going to go right back to that Midwest. We're going to go uh, with the Cubs. Uh, obviously, they un- un- Joe Madden decided to unleash a new slogan for the year where it's uh, own it now. Uh, and uh, obviously, because they wanted to say own it now, because I think own backwards is, uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, now backwards is one. So they want to go back to when they won things as, uh, as the Chicago Cubs. We all know they fell a little bit short last year, but they do have uh, obviously a solid lineup with tons of stars, whether it be Javi Baez or, or Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant. Uh, obviously, Chris Bryant had a little bit of a decline last year, but definitely wants to get right back into the thick of things uh, and, and being the, the player that he was. They still have a wonderful addition to Kyle Schwarber, who definitely uh, hit some good homers for him and is only looking to produce more going into this season. Uh, they're 
their rotation might be maybe part of the sketchiest problem of them is, uh, yes, they have bats for days, but you have uh, a few aging pitchers like John Lester, uh, Cole Hamels, who at this point is not uh, the guy that he was. And then you have Hugh Darvish, who might be uh, uh, the uh, – I want to draw a good comparison, but I've never seen somebody get inside his own head as much as him. I think he's like a starting pitcher version of Perkins uh, when he was closing for us, when you just see him get inside his own head, and you're like, what's going on with this next pitch? Uh, obviously, they're in a competitive division where they're up against the Brewers. They still have the Cardinals right there on their heels, and I know Tommy's had a lot of luck for that team, uh, and, but I still don't see them out taking the, the Cubs. They're going to be a team that's going to be uh, that's going to be competing and potentially being a hundred game winner again. Um, they still have guys like Jason Hayward, uh, who very well might be on the trade block this year, depending on some of his uh, uh, de- depending on some of his. Um, production and then uh in and especially if uh if you know they can see a way to improve on them um they'll definitely take that shot because at this point when you have the management that they have and you have the uh the general manager that they have obviously results are what they're looking for so uh the, the cubs i don't see them making too many too many big changes they didn't even make that many changes in the offseason in regards to uh uh in regards to pickups i think they only picked up what daniel descalo uh, David Daniel and uh, Brad Brock, if I recall. And uh, other than that, it's still it's it's still just a I want to say a middle of the road as far as their closers go and and average at their pitchers um, above average for their pitchers overall. But it's a team that's still going to succeed because they have uh, they have a good low a low end in that division. And when you look at the Reds, and uh, I still think they're going to be uh, competing with that Central uh, with those Brewers. Anybody got any touch oh, on those Cubs? Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, the Cubs are the Cubs are the Cubs are almost like a an old timey, um, old school like good baseball club. And but the thing is, is like a lot of uh, experts don't really talk touch up on the Cubs as much. Um, and I think it it has to do with uh, you know their pitching consistencies out of the bullpen for sure. Um, so that will be the biggest thing. Um, however, I feel like the Cubs, um, I have a feeling that they might be up to something come around the trade deadline. Um, and to be honest, I think coming out of the National League, I think a lot of National League teams are going to be very competitive this season. Um, and I think it's going to come down to the trade deadline on who makes their mark and who actually gets the guy that gets them past everyone else. And so I feel like the Cubs could definitely be one of those teams. Yeah, obviously, you know, they, they got some dead spots on that lineup, especially with people who don't uh, don't get doing what they're, you know, they need to get doing. Uh, this is another name that comes to mind when I think about people that are really interested, um, especially the ability to uh, to maybe lead from that, that behind the plate. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. Uh why don't you want to try a bit of those feelings, Nick? Yeah, I think uh, I think we we're touching on that. I, th- I think R- you know Ryan before he took off, he was saying how he believed the Nationals would be taking that division. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if I'd go that far, um, but I do think the Phillies really, in my opinion, may not be as. I think they may underachieve a little bit this year, actually. 
Um, I think, I mean, I mean, obviously, let's start with Bryce Harper. Uh, Bryce Harper and McCutcheon, the two biggest additions they made during the off season. Um, but you know, the thing is, I, I mean, I don't know about, I don't know what what you two think. I, I personally think the Bryce Harper deal may have been one of, in my opinion, one of the worst deals I've ever seen in major league history. Um, I, I, I don't know if you, you know from a market, you know, from a marketing standpoint. You know, he, I mean, huge deal. I mean, he brings so much, but you know, he brings you know so much attention to um, to a fan base like he did in Washington. Just you know, he's a likable player. But at the end of the day, I mean, looking at his numbers, um, I, I think that the Harper deal is going to hurt the Phillies long term. Uh, this is a guy, in my opinion, obviously capable of winning the MVP. Uh, you know, had that had that really great season. I want to say two to three years ago, where you know, hit over you know hit near hit over three thirty, forty two home runs. I think he had. Uh, but again, I mean, a lot of their success is riding on this guy, and his ability to produce. Um, and then, but and the other piece I really like, obviously, is uh, is Aaron Nola from what I mean. I mean, the attention came to him two years ago. Uh, you know, I always had a feeling that this guy was going to really take the next step, and he did last year. Um, and yeah, and I, I think Aaron Nola easily uh, probably one of the favorites to win the NL Cy Young Award this year. But outside of him, I really don't like the rotation. Uh, Jake Arrieta, Nick Pavetta, Zach Eflin, really inconsistent players. And I think Jake Arrieta is a guy that. I, I, you know, I think that the guy's arm's about to fall off. To be frankly honest with you, he's getting older. Not, not clearly not the guy he was with the Cubs. And I just think that, you know, looking at, I mean, pitching wins in baseball, and I just have a lot of questions on the back end of the Phillies rotation whether or not those guys can get it done. Yeah, that's. Uh... That's definitely uh, a good assessment. I still think the production that they're going to get with the bats is going to be a little more to uh, maybe help compensate for some of the shortcomings in the pitching. Um, I still think I, I, I'll, I would double down, and probably it'll come down to a bet with me and Ryan at some point in the future that uh, the Phillies do uh, do better than the Nationals. And, uh, and, and I'd be willing to take them on that if anyone else is looking at it either. Oh yeah, and I would take that bet too. I mean, because I mean, look at like you were saying, look at that team. I mean, it, it, you know, the, outside of they got McCutcheon, Harper, and then you got Reese Hoskins, who it, I mean, in my opinion, probably the best hitter on that team. Uh, for you know, at the huge step he took last year. Uh, I mean, Hoskins is a guy that could easily hit forty home runs, and then they add best hitting catcher in baseball, JT Real Muto. Uh, so looking at that lineup one through five, McCutcheon, Sagira, Harper, Hoskins, Real Muto, I think that looking at those five, I mean, that's arguably probably one of the better lineups in baseball and not one you can pitch around either. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, speaking of rounding things out here, Tommy, why don't we kill this division uh, politely with the uh, the Atlanta Braves here? They, they won uh, last year, so let's uh, only write we end on a high note for them on this NL East. Yeah, sure. Um, one thing to add with the Phillies, I will say, with how high their expectations are, um, a lot of pressures on their manager, Gabe uh, Kapler. So if they don't hit those expectations, expect a firing. Um, moving on <laughs> to the Atlanta Braves. Uh, this is a team that won the division last year. Um, you know, 
they uh, a lot of a lot of young talent um, kind of surprised a lot of people um, as they were in full rebuild mode uh, prior to that. Um, but they uh, they Ronald Acuna took off for them. Um, Ozzy Albies, another young guy, Dansby Swanson was great until he got injured. Um, you know, and then they have an all-star first baseman and Freddie Freeman. Um, and then they went and signed Josh Donaldson this year to the biggest one year free agent deal in major league history. They signed him for one year, $23 million. And, um, you know, whether that's a good move or not, he's a one year rental. Uh, basically, you know, he gives the Braves an option where if for some reason uh, they're struggling by midseason, which I don't see happening, um, they could shell him out to somebody else. But $23 million for the rest of the year, uh, that's going to be tough. They might be stuck with him for the year. Um, and, you know, 2017, he was getting MVP votes. So he was injured a lot last year, uh, inconsistent. So it, it remains to be seen. Uh, if what kind of production the Braves will get from their third baseman. Um, they really didn't do a lot when it came to the offseason and free agents. Uh, they brought back Brian McCann uh, to pretty much split the catching duties, but he's 35 now, so it's not going to be a huge uh, surplus in, in anything. Um, but like last year, they lost uh, three games to one against the Dodgers uh, in NLDS, and to be honest, um, it's going to take a, a lot to overcome something like that in the playoffs happening again this year. Um, I, I think they have a really solid core and a solid team, and they, just like the Wolves should have did with Zach Levine and Chris Dunn, uh, they should continue to build with their young core um, because only good things can happen from that. Um, and, uh, you know, so I think the Braves this year, they'll be a contender. I think they're definitely um, a playoff team. They could make some noise, and you never know about baseball and the end of the season and who gets hot. Um, you know, their their starting pitching was decent last year, so that'll be interesting to see if it continues. Um, yeah, so I, I think the Braves, um, like I, we've talked about before with the National League East, besides the Marlins, uh, pretty much, and maybe the Mets. Um, it's going to be a tough division with the Nationals and um, Phillies for sure, um, but the Braves will be right in the thick of it. I still think the, the Mets have the uh, the easiest course for improvement, uh, but uh, yeah, that division that division should still be pretty fun. It's very it's very very clogged numbers wise. I mean, you had two teams that were within two wins of each other and the Mets were on their tails with just uh, five behind them. So uh, really that, that middle portion of it's anybody's, but uh, if, if they start gaining on the Braves and it's putting some of those losses, that could be one of those weird, uh, uh, what people call bad divisions, but I say it's uh, competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. That's where you really want to see if you're, if you're, if you're like uh, watching baseball on the divisional level. So yeah, it's good. It should be fun with that at least. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, um, yeah, I was going to say, like, with the Braves, they could have a great season. They could win, you know, they won 90 games last year. They could win around the same amount this year. However, this year, I feel like they might find themselves not in the playoffs due to so much competition in the National League when you have, like, four teams competing uh, in the Central and at least three in the East and then at least could even include all five in the National League West. So, um, it'll just be interesting to see how the season plays out as a whole. Yeah, you know, uh, 
I, I agree. Let's let's switch coastal from from east to west. We're gonna go AL uh, west, and we're gonna talk a little bit about those Mariners. We had uh, obviously an epic retirement in Tokyo when uh, Ichiro Suzuki announced it after the series against uh, uh, the Athletics. Obviously, a huge piece for baseball to miss out on, and and obviously a legendary career. Uh, I don't know how many slap singles I've seen, but uh, uh, definitely something I'm going to miss along the ways. Uh, Seattle as a whole, they still have a pretty solid, uh, uh, you know, somewhat of a uh, some good bats in there. But you got somebody like Edwin Encarnacion at the as far as being able to hit the big one. But the rest of the team is relatively uh, nameless, short of maybe D. Gordon, um, Ryan Healy, all right at third base, but. You know, they're missing uh, some big departures from Robinson Cano, uh, Edwin Diaz as a pitcher, and even obviously the Twins picked up Nelson Cruz. Uh, do you think uh, the addition of Edwin Carnacion or, or Domingo Santana is going to be uh, uh, big enough to save some of those missing bats that they just uh, obviously got rid of? Um, you know, I, I think the Mariners, it, it could be, it's just at this point with the Mariners, you got to ask uh, with their general manager, Jerry. Uh, Depot, deep. I'm just going to call him Depot because he doesn't even deserve to have his name said right. Um, <laughs> he he's turned over their roster multiple times in I don't know how many years. Um, so I I don't really know where the Mariners are focusing their attention on. Um, you know I do think getting Robinson Cano out of there was the best move because at the time when they signed him, it made sense then because. You're thinking, okay, they're going to build around him. They're going to build a squad. But then they just kept turning the team over and over and just getting rid of players. And, you know, so it doesn't make sense to carry that massive contract anymore, um, you know, get something out of it. Um, but I think it, it could be a tough year for the Mariners. Again, basically, uh, you know, the Astros are going to be the Astros. The A's are going to be competitive, um, you know, even the Angels will be competitive, whether they actually have pitching or not. But, um, yeah, so the Mariners, I will say there's one guy. Um, he is 27, and his name is Yusei Kikuchi. And he okay, has you can't a, say that on here. What? Kikuchi. Uh, I might be saying it wrong. But um, he has a curveball uh, that drops from your shoulders to your toes. And uh, he – is a top of the rotation guy, and I think the Mariners definitely need to build around that as well. Do you feel bad for for a guy like uh, Felix Hernandez, who's obviously had a great career as far as a pitcher goes, but unfortunately the team around him could not get him get him there. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I feel the same way with Ichiro. Um, you know, even though he went on different teams, um, but. Yeah, it, it's always tough to see a player that, you know, could never actually win a ring of some sort. And I don't know if Felix is going to finish his career in Seattle, but I feel like that's the most fitting, honestly. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, King Felix, obviously Cy Young Award winner. Um, last year definitely uh, got dinged up a little bit. I think he had like a five uh five ERA or something over that, which is mm-hmm. pretty ridiculous. And I, know I know his spring season hasn't been much better either. So I'm curious to see if he's still got anything left on him or, or if uh, or maybe the moon's uh, gone for, uh, you know, so many uh, departures from this team. Nick, do you have any uh, touches on the, uh, the Seattle Manor? 
Uh, no, I think uh, I, I think the thing I was really going to touch on was that uh, uh, God, I'm not I'm not even going to attempt to say his name, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean he, what, what, I mean I I I have watched a little bit of or I, I have read a lot about him and you know like you said his nastiest curveball, you know and uh, but yeah I think I think a lot of departures for the Mariners and um, yeah I mean obviously right now there's. You know, looking great, they're three and all. But yeah, I just, I mean, looking at that lineup, it's, you know, I mean, they got some good pieces, but can they be consistent in, uh, you know, in in what I think is going to be a competitive division, obviously with uh, Oakland and the Astros, and um, and you know, you still got you still got the Angels always kind of hanging around five hundred. So, uh, yeah, you know, I just I don't think that. They, they were kind of a they're kind of a sneaky pick last year I thought to win the division but they just you know they really underachieved and didn't get the job done but uh, I don't think they'll be terrible but I I think that again it's you know going to be uh, going to be a tough battle in that division for them. Yeah, you know you you spoke on the Angels and obviously they are uh, still a pretty good team. Uh, I think maybe we can roundtable this one too since Ryan was supposed to have this one but uh, he trotted out of here. Uh, so, so angels, you know, they I definitely have a, a looming contract as uh, one of one of Tommy's all-time favorite baseball players uh, still sitting on their books. What do we see about these uh, angels, Tommy? Um, so Albert Pujols definitely on his last <laughs> legs. Um, one of the greatest players of all time. Um, it's uh, it's fun to watch him. It's fun to watch. Yeah, get out. Uh, <laughs> it's fun to watch him hit. Um, that hasn't changed. But when he's in the field, it's very painful. Um, another thing about the Angels, I I just between the Angels and Mariners, I don't know who I shake my head more every single season. It seems. Um, it seems like the Angels always have a good team on paper. And looking at their Some lineup, team on paper. Oh my god. Oh yes. You know, I mean, Cole Calhoun, um, he's he's not a superstar, but he's a decent player, yeah. And, you know, some guy named Mike Trout, Justin Upton, Justin Bohr, Otani. Otani is, you know, him and Trout are, you know, the show in, in uh, Anaheim, technically. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they, they have a good team. Um, I, I just – now they signed Mike Trout to a mega deal, and – I, I'm just wondering, like, what's what's next? Are they going to pick up more? Are they going to take that leap this year into contending with the Astros and the Athletics? Um, it's, it remains to be seen. I haven't seen it yet. They obviously made a push. They picked up Matt Harvey as far as the pitcher goes. You know, if he can reclaim some of his magic that he had in New York. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but uh, you still got to wonder – in regards to that whole rotation, as far as it goes, because you look at that, it's, it's Trevor Cahill. Yeah, he's solid. Felix Pena, that's where it really starts to drop off, in my opinion. Definitely not on that level. Uh, Tyler Skaggs, I've seen some okay stuff out of him. But then uh, Jamie, Jamie Barria, also okay stuff periodically. Um, but I, I don't know if that rotation's enough to 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 really battle back with some of the uh, some of the teams like they're going to be going against on the regular basis. Oh yeah, most definitely. I uh, and I also don't really see why they brought Brad Ausmus in to manage when 
he couldn't even manage a pretty decent Tigers club. Um, so, <laughs> I, you know, after Mike Sosha, it'll be interesting to see what direction this team goes as well. Yeah, you know, and that's the other thing is, uh, do you think uh, it'll hurt a little bit or, or at least some of the freakiness of it, of uh, Otani uh, coming off the, the, uh, the, the Tommy John? Um, that also remains to be seen because we've seen players come out of Tommy John and they've, you know, ended up having successful careers after that. And then we've seen, you know, the latter. Um, so it's hard to say, um, but I, I still think if anything, if it's going to affect something, it'll affect his pitching. I don't think necessarily it would affect his hitting as much. Um, so yeah. Yeah. That first, that first, like, three weeks of the season last year, like watching his at bats uh, blew my mind. Dude is, dude's the real deal. And, and I didn't, uh, I didn't give him a shot. I, I'll, I'll be the first person to say it. I didn't, uh, <laughs> I didn't, I was like, no, he's not going to pan out. And then, and then there he is just smoking people with fastballs and hitting diggers. Well, it doesn't it help. Kind of, it doesn't, it doesn't help with the past uh, acquisitions from Japan. For a lot of, you know, I mean, because if you think about it, you know, historically, you have Ichiro, uh, Hideki Matsui, and I guess Otani, who else? <laughs> Hideo Nomo. Ryan would be mad yeah. if I did not say Hideo Nomo. I guess we can throw Tanaka in there, but, you know. <laughs> I'll say he's been average at best. He definitely has not been uh, one of the worst acquisitions from overseas, but he's definitely been, uh, definitely been, uh, could have been better. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I, what, what other big uh, pickups did they do? They, what, Jonathan LaCroix, obviously Oakland is uh, definitely going to be a missing that spot in the lineup. He's, uh, he can hit good. He doesn't have quite the same power, but as far as the guy behind the, mile, or behind the plate, rather, he can, uh, they can definitely make him serviceable for a couple of years. I think uh, signing him as a veteran was a good move. Um, he's definitely seen his stats go down the last few years here, or his production in general. Um, I actually wanted him to come to the Twins multiple times when they were talking about uh, him being traded from a team, but um, you know the poll ad saw that and said, uh, "No," nah. and then they just continued eating their um, I, hot dish I wish or whatever. Could have had Lacroix and Lecroy. <laughs> the dynamic duo, um, except it wouldn't really be. But <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a, a tough spot for them to be in because they were eighty and eighty-two last year. They're still behind the Mariners, who, who who did not make the improvements that the team needed to to stay competitive. In, in my opinion, so I think the Angels will leave the Mariners this year in that division. Uh, anybody else think that? Um, Nobody thinks oh, the the Angels over the Mariners. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, unless there's just you know, Mike Trout gets in. Unless like the entire Angels team just you know craps the bed and gets injured and whatnot. I don't see the Mariners finishing in front of the Angels. 
Yeah, I uh, yeah I agree with that as well. I, th- I think the thing too to touch on about the Mariners is uh, really uh, there's a lot of question marks I think with their bullpen. Uh, you know, with the amount of moves they made, and I think there's a lot of question marks. And I think that over the course of the year, you're going to see Seattle's bullpen I think lose them a lot of games. And uh, and you know, and the an- the Angels, even though they're starting, you know, their rotation isn't the best. Uh, I mean, they're they're going to stay around 500 like they do every year. I think that they still have good pieces in their lineup. So, uh, let's finish up that AL West, Tommy. I know you had the little uh, notes on the Rangers. Why don't you spit a couple things out real quick? Um, you know, this is another team that's uh, in full rebuild mode. Um, it might be uh, another two, three years. Adrian Beltre was basically the glue that held it all together. Now that he is retired. Um, you know, I mean, Elvis Andrus is their star shortstop. He might be, he very well could be uh, trade bait this year um, to try to get him a change of scenery. Um, you know, and then you have younger guys that you're excited, you can be excited about for the future, like uh, Nomar Mazzara, great hitter. Um, he uh, He's basically the Rangers' next star, I could imagine. Um, Joey Gallo has just mega power, but Joey Gallo reminds me of the second coming of Adam Dunn. Um, and he's young, so he could still change that. But if he doesn't um, expect over 200 strikeouts a year, a 200 batting average and 40 homers a year. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's not a lot to say about the Rangers. They have an entire starting rotation full of guys that have had Tommy John surgery, uh, Mike Miner, Lance Lynn, old friend from the Twins, Drew Smiley, Edison Volquez. They've all had Tommy John. Um, so, And then they have younger guys down in the minors, but they're just not ready. So they're in that awkward position of we have to fill the roster with guys for now to get the other guys, um, you know, grooved in appropriately. So it'll be a place finish for the Rangers. You say that very confidently, and I, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm willing to bet that if anyone's trying to bet otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Maybe we'll have to pull up some odds on this and see what's going on. I know, uh, I know Ryan and I made a terrible jelly bean bet one year, and that did not turn out well for me in particular. Um, I think I still owe, like, Bet and I, uh, I kind of, I, I almost rather take uh, a fastball to the ribs from our oldest Chapman. That's um, I don't know why you would want to take a fastball to the ribs from our oldest Chapman. Yeah. <laughs> then why, why don't you eat ten of these gross jelly beans, bro? <laughs> uh, I've been there. I've done oh. that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, uh, speaking of one last place team, why don't we look at one other last place team? Let's talk about those Padres real quick, Tommy. Yeah, um, you know, fifth place finish last year, but I think last year we aren't really focusing on anymore since they brought in, you know, mega superstar Machado. Um, They also have Fernando Tatis Jr., who is – uh, definitely going to be, I, I'd say he's up there for rookie of the year. Um, he's the youngest player ever to debut since Adrian Beltre. So um, he's going to be another key component for that team. I just think they have some decent um, position players. 
uh, like Eric Hosmer too. Um, the pitching is going to be the most key for them. And it really surprised me, to be honest, that they, they signed Machado. Um, at the beginning of it all, I was not even thinking San Diego was an option because to be honest, I'm looking at San Diego or I'm looking at San Diego's division and, you know, it's just, it's incredibly tough already with the Dodgers, Diamondbacks and Rockies um, and even the Giants. So getting Machado will definitely uh, contend for them not to finish last, um, but, you know, they could surprise. Um, it, it all depends on how everyone meshes, um, how, I mean, Machado's still going to be Machado regardless, even if he went over today. Um, so they'll be a fun team to watch at times. Um, I, and they'll be in the thick of it, to be honest. Um, it just depends if their uh, pitching can hang and if their hitters can hang against Kershaw. Uh, yeah, well, there's not many hitters that can hang against Kershaw, except right. for uh, Madison Bumgarner. I think he's got, uh, I think he's got like three dingers off him. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it it never astounds me when they play. Um, you know, uh, I'm going to stay in the National League here. I'm going to talk about uh, maybe one of Tommy's favorite teams, the the Cardinals here. Uh, obviously, they did get Paul Goldschmidt, and they're already sweet lineup overall. Um, they could definitely be poised to make some good pushes in uh, that NL Central and uh, possibly, you know, really compete against those Cubs and Brewers. They still have Matt Carpenter. You know, they also picked up, uh, what, Matt Wieters and uh, Andrew Miller as far as pitching goes. Um, only major losses were maybe Tyson Ross and Bud Norris, so, so really I, I don't consider it too terrible. Uh, they still have veteran leadership in Yachty Molina, whereas if you got to be uh, uh, Molina behind the same plate, chances are you're going to be doing all right. Uh, nobody frames them like them, and obviously can uh, handle, uh, call a game with the best of them. Uh, Dr. Fowler and Marcelo Zuna, probably two uh, nice uh, outfielders in comparison to most uh, leagues over here when you're looking at left and right fielders. So mm-hmm. I, I like their lineup as far as it goes, and I feel like they're going to be able to move uh, fairly well across the bases. Hello? Yeah. I uh sorry, it uh think... cut out on me. Um <laughs> so yeah, I feel like they can still move well across the bases. Uh the pitching is even still uh still pretty dang good in my opinion as well. Um not exactly that you would say, Oh yeah, they're gonna go out and win tons of games, but they do have some good youth um with Jack Flaherty. Uh last year I think he finished like fifth in the NL rookie of the year. Um, so if they can get some a good production out of him, he'll definitely be uh, moving probably up that uh, uh, up that later uh, ladder and eventually getting that uh, that game one start. Miles um, McCullis uh, still pretty good. You got Adam Wainwright uh, kind of rounding up for the one two three. Uh, the bullpen, uh, you know, you got Jordan Hicks as a closer who I've liked his stuff uh, from the games that I've watched with him. Um, and and if he can uh, stay tight on there and close out the, the close games that are, that are going to be inevitable in that division, uh, they'll be doing all right. Um, you know, a lot of people are, uh, are are feeling kind of bullish on Dexter Fowler. Um, obviously, he had a pretty good uh, decline last year in, uh, in in regards to his averages. Um, you know, he's he's 33, and, and a lot of people are saying that he's behind him. But I think he could be poised for a potential uh, potential up if he has any sort of pride in the game that he's played pre- previously. Um, Jose Martinez uh, is also, uh, you know, as far as uh, first baseman goes, he can uh, he can definitely make some improvements, but certainly uh, is something to be looking for on the bright side of things. Um, 
I still have them finishing probably behind the Cubs just because I don't think they have the complete complete depth there, especially when you talk about their starting lineup. But they definitely have uh, a lot of good bright spots as far as uh, to, to stay competitive. And they're certainly not, uh, I want to say, heavy or, or short uh, in, in too many areas that uh, you find them to be. Um, so I, I still think they'll be a good team to watch overall. And, uh, and I, think, uh, I think it'll be fun. Uh, that NL Central might be the, the, the second funnest division to watch uh, all year. And, and like I said, if you want to talk about competitive divisions between them and the, uh, the NL East, uh, that's going to be the, 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 the ones to watch because it's going to be a giant clump together. Oh, yeah, most, uh, most certainly that's going to be a competitive division. Um, who do you have uh, winning that division? You know, that's the thing, man. I, I, I kind of want to coin flip that. At this mm-hmm. point, because it's so dang it's so dang tight. I like the Brewers, about uh, an edge right now. I still think they have a more complete team, but uh, mm-hmm. but I, I would not be surprised to see the Cubs or the Cardinals really surprise and shock some people, especially when you add somebody like Goldschmidt who can really bring a lot to the table. So I'm going to say the Brewers, but I'm going to say that that second spot is not going to be far behind them at all. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm definitely, um, I'm definitely thinking Brewers as well. And it's pretty much it. I'll even throw the Reds in there. I mean, I, the Reds got some pieces, and you know, if things turn out for the better, I mean, they're right in the thick of a wild card race. So, um, yeah, that's just it's going to be a fun one, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. Nick, you got any uh, input on that? Uh, NL yeah, you know, I, I think uh, I think the team I really kind of like actually out of the group is the Cardinals. Um, kind of for the reasons you touched on, I think that you know bringing in Paul Goldschmidt, I think that's I think that's a huge signing for them. I think that uh, and, and like you mentioned, Jack Flaherty, huge fan of his. I think that I mean this is a guy that um, you know that really you know really stepped it up last year for them, and I just think that kind of looking at the Cubs and Brewers. Um, obviously I, I was a big fan of the Brewers last year. Uh, I, I think that they were, you, you know, pretty close to getting to the world series last year. Just, uh, you know, just unfortunately could not close the deal out, uh, against the Dodgers. But yeah, I mean, I just think that the Cardinals, they're always that team that just kind of hangs around. And, and, uh, and I remember when they won the world series in 2011, uh, I want to say that, they were they were back I think like five games or something in September and you know the Cardinals are always a team that just hangs around and you know I think that I think not a lot of people are talking about them this year and that's usually when uh, you know when they step it up and take the divisions a lot of times. Yeah, um, you know let's uh, some of that Canadian border offer for us that AL East are they going to be contending or are they going to be uh again falling uh falling short uh well behind the uh the Yankees Red Sox potentially right um yeah I I don't think that I I actually think that the Rays will finish slightly better than them I think you know they'll probably be around you know 75 80 wins I think would probably be probably be a good season for them uh but but I think the talk with the Blue Jays is obviously is uh Vlad Guerrero Jr. I think that, you know, obviously he's going to be the pretty much the headline the whole year with them, more so than 
uh, you know, more so than their place in the standings. It, it, and I would go on a limb and say this, that, you know, I mean, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., in my opinion, you know, there's always so much hype around the prospects, but, I, I mean, this is—I mean, this guy is about a, about the most sure thing I think that we've seen in a while. I'm like, I'm looking at his stats right now, and I mean, this guy has absolutely dominated every level. Uh, Major pop. Yeah, exactly. I mean, double A hit. I mean, 61 games and over 250 at best. The guy hit 402. Uh, you know, he's averaged over. 330 pretty much in every single level he's been at in the minor leagues and and you know and there's nothing I think that can hold him back the Blue Jays have been really patient with him they haven't rushed him and I think that you know whenever he's called up whenever he's ready you know I I think he's going to be prepared and I and I hope he is because uh you know watching his dad play for all those years and uh if he could be anything like uh you know Vladimir Guerrero Sr. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a heck of a guy to watch during his career. Yeah, definitely uh, somebody with upside. I, I like watching him play from what I've seen, too. And, yeah, if his, if his numbers match what he's been doing uh, in, in the minors and even early on, uh, yeah, he'll be super fun to watch and definitely be uh, a good name to to watch for the future as well as uh, some of these names start changing hands uh, for the next generation. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, and I hope it does too. Because if you look at that division, if you know if you got the Rays, Blue Jays, Yankees, and, and Red Sox, I mean that's going to be that's going to be a hell of a division to watch every single year with you know with, with those four always you know battling it out. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We uh, try to go through my checklist here. I'm crossing names off, and I feel like I actually took a bump and raised up the last one on your list, but I feel much about the Rays. I'm sorry, uh, the the Rays. Yep. Yeah, I think I think we actually we touched on the Rays a little bit earlier. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we did touch on the Rays a little bit earlier, but uh, but again, I I think you know kind of what I was talking about with them. Um, you know, just kind of recapping about that. I think that really, you know, if, if they were if they were playing in the National League, they'd probably be a playoff team. And I just think that they're going to be, in my opinion, an organization that a lot of uh, a lot of small market teams kind of modeled themselves after. I think that, you know, you kind of saw, um, you know, a lot of teams adopting the the bullpen start thing last year. And I think that, uh, you know, they're really a model franchise, I think, for a lot of people to follow. Yeah, and you like said, playing that small ball the way they do and, and just playing it right uh, gives, them a, gives them a good edge if they really take the time and put that uh, – the homework when it comes to prepping for some of these teams. Exactly. Why don't we uh, touch on the, uh, the White Sox, Tommy? Oh boy. Uh, Talk about missing opportunities. If the White Sox would have landed Manny Machado, it uh, would have really been a great fit. Um, they have a lot of youth around him, almost kind of the same situation with San Diego, minus, uh, you know, other major contracts like Harry Cosmer. Um, but now that they don't have Machado, 
I, uh, I mean, I don't know what's next. Um, they're going to have to form something different, a uh, different plan going forward here. They're still in full rebuild mode. Um, and, uh, you know, they're one of their top players that they traded for a couple of years back, uh, Yon Mankata, um, he hasn't really uh, lived up to the hype of the kind of prospects that the White Sox saw him as. Um, a lot of strikeouts. Um, you know, he's a great, great guy in the field. Great speed, good base runner. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how he continues to progress. Uh, if he can try to lay off um, some pitches out of the zone. And uh, another thing. Um, they have a great manager. I think Rick Renteria is probably one of the more underrated managers um, due to a lot of teams bailing on him when they turn a corner. Um, he's a great manager for like younger players um, just to develop them um, and mature them. Um, but once like the Cubs did, the Cubs had him and then they hit that corner of where they were ready to take off and they threw him to the curb and got Joe Madden. Um, it'd be interesting to see, once the White Sox get to that point, which won't be this season, um, in case you're wondering, I mean, today on opening day, they lost to the Royals. And for listeners that were listening to me talk about the Royals, not good. <laughs> so the White Sox are going to be in the same kind of basket with the, uh, the Royals. Um, maybe a tad better, but I, uh, they won't be contending for – probably two, three years, maybe even four, depending on what they do in the next couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, speaking of kind of middle of the middle of the road teams are all kind of always on the cusp, but not quite, uh, not quite there for a little while. Uh, the San Francisco giants, uh, they seem to be getting older and older and older, uh, a couple bright spots on the youth side of things, but, uh, but uh, our, the question will be remaining if they can really compete in the uh, with obviously the Dodgers where they're, they're just getting outspent. Um, obviously last few years, they've definitely fell, uh, fell behind the 500 mark. You got Madison Bumgarner, who's not getting any yard, uh, younger, uh, same with Buster Posey. So there's certainly, uh, certainly not the young team by any means. Um, so their lineup are, uh, going to be uh, guys like Joe Panic, who if he can stay healthy, will definitely be a good, uh, a good second baseman for, for the season. Uh, then you also still have Evan Longoria, where if he can produce anywhere near the numbers that he did when he played uh, Tampa, he'd be doing all right. Uh, the pitching obviously is not so hot. Uh, Madison Bumgarner still the ace there, but again, getting older. Jeff Samarja, Jeff Samarja, in my opinion, should have went to the uh, NFL. Uh, former uh, Notre Dame alum. Uh, obviously took the uh, the longer career in baseball, but it's been a rather average one at that. Uh, then you uh, the, the the bright spot though that I do see uh, late in the uh, rotation at the number four is Derek Rodriguez. He's the Pudge uh, Rodriguez, who definitely had some solid numbers last year. Um, in uh, in his first, uh, I think he only had 19 starts. Uh, he did do some pretty good. Um, uh, just some just some pretty good numbers, and I think uh, he's already had. Uh, uh, let's see, they, he's already going to be uh, kind of suppl- supplemented in that uh, that lineup since he's going to be the four spot. Um, I think they're still going to be missing. 
missing the mark uh, maybe on that co-closer when they're they're dealing with Will Smith and he ain't getting jiggy with it and uh, Mark Melancon they're you know it's again kind of just kind of average when it comes to that uh, that closing option when you really have to switch it up between the two uh, the team's getting old I, their stats aren't getting much better as far as uh, when they go and, and there's few bright spots as far as the youth goes they lost Hunter Pence uh, and Hunter Strickland. And even Nick Hundley, who can, uh, who's been uh, solid for Posey, uh, kind of uh, taking some days off there. So I'm just not sure where this team's going to land um, much higher uh, or if they're going to just take their last base position uh, for the Padres uh, with the changes that they made this year. Uh, do you guys agree, disagree? Um, you can go ahead first, Nick. About the uh, About the Giants here? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just I, think that. Yeah, yeah. See, I just think that. Um, you know, I just don't think anybody's going to be able to to get past the Dodgers this year. I mean, I, I honest. I mean, obviously, it's. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, the the thing is, the Giants had their success a couple of years ago, but really, I mean, like you were saying, just. Uh, I mean, I, I don't. I don't even see them. They'll probably finish last place in the division. To be frankly honest with you, I just I don't see that. I don't really see much upside with their team at all. Um, their their offense was absolutely terrible. The like the last two seasons, it's you know um, even watching them, you know, trying to get four runs some games is you know it's uh, <laughs> you know it's a tall task for them. But uh, you know I just don't really see much going on for San Francisco. Uh, yeah, and unfortunately, I just I don't really see them even being a threat this year. Yeah, I uh, you know I I agree 100. percent I think uh, you know if you try to tell me the Rockies, Dodgers, um, Padres, or who am I missing? Diamondbacks are better than the Giants. Um, that's another uh, you know I <laughs> Jordan with his jelly beans. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, the giants, they're definitely, I mean, they still have Pablo Sandoval on their team. I don't really have to say anything else. Um, you know, it's just, they have a lot of older guys and it really makes a lot of sense to me now looking at their team and how they didn't win the Bryce Harper sweepstakes. Um, I'm sure Harper just looked at that team the same way and said, uh, do I want to spend the rest of my life here with uncertainty uh, probably not so um if there's one guy that i really feel for for the giants it's their manager bruce bochi you know who's won three world series with them he should have retired after last season honestly um you know he's i just think he deserves better than what the uh what the ownership is putting on the field so uh you touched base a little bit on the uh, the Rockies there a little bit, and uh, I think they might be my sneak pick to really improve. Uh, a lot of people say they're going to be kind of middle of the pack, but I look at that lineup and you got somebody like Nolan Orinato, uh Trevor Story. I like Charlie Blackman in the outfield. They have a, a pretty good solid lineup uh, up and down as far as the, uh, the projected goes. Um, you know, they picked up Daniel Murphy and Mark Reynolds for infielders. Uh, they, they lost uh, DJ LeMahieu. Um, Adam Adovino and Carlos Gonzalez, but I, I, I feel like the uh, the pickups and the growth that they're going to get out of some of these players is definitely going to outweigh those losses. Um, the 
pitching is still something to be uh, more more than uh, to be uh, serviced. But at the same time, you know you you play in that park, and if you can if you can get through uh, without giving up too many big runs, you'll be you'll be doing okay. Um, Kyle Freeland, uh, German Marquez, and John Gray round out the one, two, and three. But uh, again, it's going to be uh, it's going to come down to Wade Davis and his ability to close out games that'll make the difference for them um, in the long run. Uh, let's see, and then uh, I mean, realistically, I I, I think Freeland uh, is probably going to be the uh, the one that'll probably have the the best upside. I think he's only uh, 25 years old, um, but. Uh, he can definitely uh, keep it low as far as the ERA goes, especially at home. So if he can do that there, probably a pretty good, uh, pretty good mark for him. Oh yeah, totally agree. Uh, it's all going to come down to the pitching, as it always has come down to for Colorado, if they're going to contend or not. And last year, just kind of all the pieces fell in place perfectly, and Bud Black is a perfect manager for most of those players, if not the entire team. So. We shall see. Yeah, you know, he's, uh, I, I want to say, an underrated manager as far as in the grand scheme of things, and maybe it's because of the market that he's in, but uh, I, I like him. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, he used to be the manager for the Padres when they were making the playoffs. Uh, I know that was playoffs. a while ago, but playoffs? Yeah, <laughs> cue the soundboard. Um, but, uh, yeah, so – you know, he, he definitely knows how to uh, work with he's, – he's a lot like Rick Renteria in a, in a way. Um, he's just really great with working with younger players and developing. And, and uh, yeah, like you said, I think he's pretty underrated. Yeah, and I think they, they can make some improvements here. They can they could definitely finish that second-place spot. I don't know if they can do, you know, first place with the Dodgers, but I still think that's a, that's a team that can move up as far as the grand scheme of things. Um, let's see. I think uh, what closing out maybe one of the last ones we got the Diamondbacks. Uh, anybody got any juice from the Diamondbacks? No, I think yeah, that, I thought uh, not. No, <laughs> I, it's, it's, no, I, I, I think kind of going. It's, it's kind of a similar situation. The Giants. I think those two teams. It's. I mean, it's pretty obvious that. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's gonna be. It's you know, those two are gonna be in the basement of the National League, in my opinion. I just. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of thinking like. There's, I think there's a big gap between, I, I mean, because I, I, I kind of look at the Reds as like the beginning of the, the, so if you look at it in like three tiers, like the elite teams, mediocre and terrible, you know, I, I kind of look at the Reds and Padres kind of on that, you know, second, third tier, but then, uh, you know, Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Arizona, and the Marlins, I, I don't, I don't know if, I mean, those four, in my opinion, are probably you know, definitely bottom tier in the National League. Uh, kind of, kind of similar situations. Just kind of, uh, nothing much going on for them. Yeah, yeah and honestly, thing. almost not even with with the the fact that they sold most of the good portions of the team. The rest of them are again uh, a team that's going to be aging. Um, there's not too many highlights, in my opinion, of the Diamondback. So I'm not going to waste any time on them. And I'd rather get. Uh, get down to the nitty gritty. Tommy, you, you gave us a couple of previews this year. Um, how about you round out our twins as they opened up the season and, uh, and obviously had a good start uh, for game one. What, what do you got for me? 
Well, they won today, and uh, they're probably going to win the next 161. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, no, I think, um, you know, this year is really going to be an interesting year for Twins baseball. Um, It's it's not going to be – a lot of people are getting their hopes up, but I want to temper those hopes just for the fact that we don't really know what we're going to get out of some players. Byron Buxton looked great in the spring. Um, if Byron Buxton can finally put it together, I, I saw an interview he had uh, with Darren Doogie Wolfson at KSCP. He just just sounded like a different human being than he has been. Just a lot of confidence, a lot of swagger, um, and it, he's shown it on the field. So um, he is going to be the main centerpiece for this Twins team to succeed. Um, another guy that they're going to have to – he's going to have to – fill the greater void that the twins need, especially the starting pitching is Michael Pineda. If he can be healthy, Michael Pineda is, um, you know, he's not, he's not an ace per, uh, per se. I mean, Jose Barrios is definitely our ace. And today um, he shut it down almost eight innings, 10 strikeouts, no walks, two hits, no runs. Um, but Michael Pineda, if he can stay healthy, he's a very solid number two, number three guy. And then you pair that with a guy like Kyle Gibson, and uh, you know that's a that's a solid three right off the bat for uh, the Twins. Um, I think their bullpen could also be uh, some question marks as well. Is Trevor May going? I mean, he uh, coming off Tommy John um, from the last couple of years. How is he going to be? Um, they went out and got Blake Parker for their one of their big free, their, their first free agent move, um, you know, throws pretty hard. Uh, he's not too bad of a reliever. Um, but, you know, the Indians, I think they're on the decline. Um, they started out the season without Lindor. Uh, Jose Ramirez is playing a little banged up. Um, and besides those two and that starting rotation for Cleveland, I don't really see them as much as a threat as they used to be. Uh, like we previously talked about, it's going to be a different era of Twins baseball, basically, because now they're incorporating analytics like crazy because Rocco Baldelli is a huge uh, analytics guy because, uh, like Nick mentioned, you know, he's coming from Tampa Bay and they breathe analytics and uh, just how the game should be played out there. Um, you know, it. Uh, I think the lineup will be pretty good, pretty serviceable, and I honestly think the Twins will win the division. Um whether that's because the Indians really just fall on their face um, or if, uh, if they're just in a neck-and-neck neck battle all the way towards the end of the season with them. But um, I think uh, it's going to be a pretty good season production-wise if everybody uh, can fulfill, you know, the needs that we need. Um, and I also didn't mention about Miguel Sano. That guy is a huge – factor into this team as well is he going to be the Miguel Sano of the past that we all enjoy watching something his chest as he walks over home plate or is it going to be like last season's Miguel Sano who went out went down to single a because he had zero confidence um so that is remaining to be seen as well but I think uh it'll be an entertaining season if anything for Minnesota all right, Tommy and Nick, we're going to write one off. We're down to the last two minutes, um, and I, I want to get some predictions here. So who, let's let's just start it off right now. Uh, who do we got in the World Series? 
Uh, the world's yeah, you go first. I have the Astros defeating the Dodgers. Nick, who do you got? I have the Yankees. And you know, I, I'm I'm gonna go on a total limb here and say this. Uh I'm gonna say the Cardinals as a as a kind of a dark horse team. I like it. Nice. I definitely like that. I actually also have the Yankees going over the top, and I got them uh, beating the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I think uh, I think I got somebody back from the porta potty here. Hold on one second here. Ryan, who you got in the championship, buddy? Dodgers over Yankees. The United Dippers. That one. That one might be a, a wager waiting to happen. Uh, you still owe me from the Cleveland Browns and LeBron going to the Lakers. I'm, I'm going to vomit all over you. I'm gonna um, poop on you though. <laughs> um, how about uh, let's see? Let's talk about some uh, quick MVPs. Who, who do you think for some MVPs? Um, AL MVP. I have Alex Bregman of the Astros, and I think in the National League, I think Kristen Yelich is gonna repeat mm-hmm. with the Brewers. Nick, what do you got? Uh, if he can stay healthy, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Mike Trout lives up to that monster contract he got just a couple weeks ago. And uh, in the National League, I think uh, I think Juan Soto is a guy that Ooh. I think is finally nice. Did you you say Han Solo? Juan <laughs> Juan Soto. Juan Soto. Dang, may the force be with him. Yeah, I know. Be- <laughs> Ryan, who's that? <laughs> I, I got to change it from what I said to you. I'm going Mike Trout also. I, I just I, I overthought it. Uh, I'm going to go Mike Trout, Nolan Arenado. You know that those were exactly my picks. Mike Trout, Nolan Arenado. I think uh, he's going to continue his good year in Colorado, and um, and Trout's got to live up to that contract. Um, I don't think Harper will be far behind it. Harper won't be top three. Cy Youngs, Tommy. We got anything? Um, AL Cy Young, I'm going out on a limb and I'm only doing it because he couldn't get run support last year, but I know for sure he's going to get run support this year. And that's going to be James Paxton with the Yankees. Um, and, uh, NL Cy Young, it's previously stated before, I don't know who said it, whether it was Ryan, Nick or Jordan, but Aaron Nola of the Phillies. That was the Hagberg special. I thought you were going to say yeah. go when you were like, the run support. Uh, you know, <laughs> hey, look great today. Be, I think he'll be top five at the end of the year. In both. Nice. Yep. I'm going to say uh, Paxton and DeGrom. I'm going to go New York, New York for the uh, Cy Youngs. Nick, okay. who you got? Oh, man. You know, I, I, th- I, think, uh, I think I'm going to stick with Aaron Nolan in the National League for sure. Um, you know, and, and I think that, you know, I think Trevor Bauer is a kind of a dark horse to win in the AL. I think that, you know, this is a guy that, um, you you know, to be honest with you, it's probably his life goal to win the award, given how, like, analytical the dude is. Um, But, uh, and and you know what, I also think, as a sleeper pick, Jose Barrios could be a guy. You know, I think he's going to stick it in the face of the pole ads for not giving him that deal and lowballing him. Because I heard heard they offered him a deal, but he – Turn them down, so I think he's going to stick it in their face, hopefully. So, and then he's going to leave. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. You know, that's the uh, that's the Twins organization to a T right there. 
You you want to overshow and stick it in my face so you can get the hell out of here. I'll find <laughs> five more of you. Give me another Scott Baker. Uh, I'm going uh, Garrett Cole and uh, Jacob DeGrom. I like it. I like right. it. Gentlemen, let's, uh, let's cap it off there instead of going too many extra innings. I think it was a great breakdown of the show. Uh, why don't we do some quick one-on-ones? Uh, Nick, why don't, you know, we, we always appreciate your uh, get to know us. We'll hopefully have a couple more for SportsCast later this season. Uh, Nick, anything to plug? Nothing to plug. You just get to hear me a couple times a year. <laughs> well, we hope to see more of you. Brian, right. I, I think I know you host a show on some, some network, uh, the, the extremely strong, stylish network. Uh, what do you got? Bitch, you can call me the Vinnie Mac of the strong style medium. Uh, I also would like to say Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Pete Alonzo, since I gave those two, I'm just saying them right now. That's beside the point. WrestleCast Radio, we come like one to three times a week. Next week, we're probably going to have about four shows. Uh, we may be streaming live on Twitch with a couple of these shows as well. So uh, it's, it's WrestleMania weekend, and we're going to watch everything but WrestleMania. So, Well, except for if people come over, then we'll watch WrestleMania. I was going to say, am I still invited? Yeah, I, that's why I said, but when people come over, we'll watch WrestleMania. WrestleMania, ladies okay. and gentlemen, eight hours long this year. Are you excited? Nice. Full, full work day. <laughs> Tommy, Literally. Tommy, like, do we get lunch? You're, you're a regular on this show, too, sir. How about you plug anything? Uh, um, hit me up at WrestleCast underscore SSM. That's all I got. Oh, yeah, that's right. Do that. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> um. Yeah, hey, how's it going? My name's Tommy. Um, my, I'm on Twitter. If you guys want to follow me, I don't know. I, I'm not, you know, you can follow me if I want. It's Weeda Best, not DJ Khaled, W-I-I-T-A underscore Best. And uh, I also want to give a couple shout-outs quick to the University of Virginia and uh, Purdue University for saving my bracket today. So, thanks a lot. <laughs> We'll uh, definitely be back as we uh, talk some more tournament stuff that we might have missed while we're doing this uh, super show uh, for Sportscast Radio. I am Jordan Jiska. Uh, make sure to follow us. And uh, that's it. Bye. Blog Talk Radio. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. John Sullivan. It's Babs, I like Michael Thompson talking. It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. Xavier Rose. Charles Johnson. Psycho Killer, Tomasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. brought back the old music because we brought back some old faces to sportscast radio uh, along with tommy and myself jordan jisker we have our 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 former uh host and uh still big member of the strong south